What up, Galaxy? Just a quick note before we jump into the damn episode. We had a technical malfunction on the recording last night, unfortunately, with Mopar's microphone. It glitched out, and we only got about the first 20 minutes of the podcast. So unfortunately, you're going to have to hear the backup recording, which we recorded over the internet, and it's not the best quality there ever was. So I just wanted to give you a heads up. I know it's not the same level of quality that we always shoot for, Just so I just wanted to let you know before we jump in. So here we go. Enjoy the freaking ride. Okay, kids, let's go. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking? Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> Let me press record, Jesus. You said you was us. I tested it. What the fuck? Good day, Galaxy Rogue Squadron Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. My name is <laughs> I'm Commander Cody. Thank everyone for tuning in. We're doing another Across the Episodes of the Galaxy podcast. Across the holonet, we're on different sides of the universe. Beyond the introduce. <laughs> actually, I <laughs> actually I don't know what sides of anything that we're on. Where are you at this fine evening? I'm actually not too far. I'm just uh, Western PA, Washington, like south of uh, Pittsburgh. Be the best description. So yeah. I, uh, I luckily didn't have to drive eight hours today. So a little more energetic and feeling... I, I, uh, I always say I don't mind driving, but it's regardless of me liking or hating it, uh, it still wears you out. After, oh, yeah. eight, after eight hours, I don't feel like doing shit. But. Yeah, I started complaining about it one day and I was like, I should shut up because Paul has to do this like twice a week, every week, forever. Yeah. And uh, people. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just ridiculous. I, I, I the words. Well, no, I'm I'm just thinking. I I listen to a lot of different shit. So podcasts, a lot of different music. I'll go if I get tired of metal. I'll go to hip hop. If I get tired of that, I'll go to like '90s stuff. Yeah. If I get tired of music altogether, I, I listen to sports radio all the time. So I'm constantly just bouncing around. And then we've got, of course, like the fanboy commentaries. Where if I just want to say fuck it and turn my mind off, I'll just listen to an entire episode one commentary and be done with it. Yeah. But it sounded like you had a butt that you needed to throw in there. Oh, I, I mean, um, Glass that Armor. I, Glass Armor, if it's more than an hour, she's like, are we there yet? I'm like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> this is not that bad. I uh, mean, it's pretty yeah. bad. Like when we go back home, she's like, I, this feels long this time. I'm like, I just drove eight hours to get here. <laughs> And now we're driving two. <laughs> I'm like, two is fine. So, For some reason, like when we would drive up to my uh, my wife's parents, it's only a half an hour closer than where we grew up. But for some reason, it feels so quick. And then every time I have to go to my mom's, I'm just like, what the fuck is taking so long? There's a stretch between like when you start to get into Cleveland on 271, like that whole span where it joins 480. I feel like it's been under construction for 25 years. It really like, has. It takes fucking forever to get through that little strip. And I know people like there's that uh, Cleveland YouTube uh, uh, video making fun of Cleveland under construction yeah. since 1852. But <laughs> yeah. I, leg- I legitimately don't remember any point of 271 not being under construction. It's always yeah. been always been fucked. So yeah, 
I don't know what they're doing. And it's also, I get it. You only have like three decent months to get construction done. <laughs> so they're yeah, just like chipping away at it. Like, is it going to be nice tomorrow? I don't know. It's either, it's either 70 or negative 70. We'll, we'll see. We can either make progress on this construction or the weather's going to wipe everything off and we're going to have to start from scratch. <laughs> That's why it takes so long. So whatever. This isn't uh, construction squadron. But isn't it though? Uh, what do we have on the docket? We don't Dude, have, uh, we're not doing a, we're, this is a, a fucked show. We're not doing a beer review. Well, things change. I feel like these remote, uh, remote versions of the episodes might be part of our future. So we should maybe get used to it a little bit. I mean, I'm traveling a lot more. You're traveling a lot more. And I just don't want to see you in person because I don't like you anymore. So we're just going to have to make this work. Uh, but no, we're not doing any beer today. Mm-hmm. Sipping on just water. I'm actually, this is the most comfortable episode I've ever done. I'm just, I'm sitting on my couch. I have The Last Jedi is in the background muted. And I feel like I'm great. I could record for six hours. Let's do commentary today. I already have my pants off. (laughs) I start, if we're doing remote, you know, I start, uh, I I, I plan for success. Um, So, yeah, uh, we have uh, some, some big things that happen. So. Uh, shout out to Jim Henson, which I believe his birthday is today. Oh, uh, nice. Across, so, uh, yeah, happy birthday, Jim Henson. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Basically created all the all puppets forever. All of it. Anything that's ever moved that's not alive, <laughs> he created. <laughs> I mean, he did, though, really. Like, I don't know uh, specifically offhand, but like E.T., Yoda, the Muppets, all that kind of stuff. Everything. Uh, you know, it's funny. Like, th- he didn't do. He doesn't have any part in like uh, Sesame Street, did he? Probably. I don't know. Let me pull up his good mom to be. Well, while he uh, brings that up, um, it'll be quick. There was some news about uh, Bob Igor uh, reveals uh, Lucas's thoughts in something that he wrote, a memoir or something. Uh, but uh, Lucas's thoughts on the sequel trilogy so we'll touch upon that yep i saw that i do want to mention uh, and we can dig deeper a little later uh digging the just the ideas about the chosen one i know we've talked about it several times but there is a question i have about the chosen one that we can get into a little bit here um are we going to be trying to do guess the scene is that a possibilities um it is a possibility you just won't be able to see the result what what's the result? What was the result? <laughs> uh, yeah, we can still do guys the scene. You just can't see the result, and the fans can't see the result because we don't have any fans anymore. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, yeah, Henson is involved in Sesame Street and Labyrinth and ET and Dark Crystal, and which they're bringing back, by the way. What and about um, everything? Uh, Alf, <laughs> Alf from the from the eighties. That there's so many credits here that it's really hard to scroll through. That's what I'm saying. Anything that's been moved outside of him. (laughs) Anything that's been moved. It's him. (laughs) I don't see Elf on here, but I could be missing it. So I wouldn't trust me. Fraggle Rock. Never had. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, I didn't realize Fraggle Rock was under him. Yeah. You know, I don't don't know if he like did everything or if he was just like doing the puppeteering and everything. Yeah, you know what's weird is um, that was a big difference between like even our, our generation that grew up uh, like born in the mid to late 80s uh, and kind of had their childhood through the 90s. The big difference was if you had like an older brother or sister, 
like say you were born in 88 and you had an older brother or sister, you were more tied into like Fraggle Rock. Yeah, you got I, that 80s I, shit. Yeah, I was not. I, I was, I'm the oldest of two. So are you. So it's like I never dabbled in Fraggle Rock at all. Like I've nope. seen maybe an episode or two, but I have no idea. I couldn't name anything. I got the opposite effect because my brother was 13 years younger than me. So when he was growing up, I was watching like SpongeBob and shit with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, I never Fraggle Rock and even like, I don't think I ever watched Sesame Street as a kid. I know what it is. Oh, really? Uh, not really. And like, wasn't there uh, that, that show Trolls? Like with the naked trolls with the crazy hair? That was a show too, wasn't it? Um, Weird 80s stuff. Yeah, Berenstein Beers. The beers, Bernstein beers. That'd be a good brewery name. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So I would, we can touch on that. Um, that Lucas quote. We can play guess the scene. There's no. Hasn't really been any new news. Um, I did see an announcement for an announcement, meaning that they announced that they're going to preview some of the Force Friday releases uh, later this week. So there's going to be a video that kind of debuts some of the toys and stuff that we'll be seeing next week at Force Friday. So that should be cool. I always have fun doing the Force Friday stuff. Mm-hmm. Going out at midnight to tackle kids and get toys. Um, the only really game news that I have, I'm still plugging away at uh, Mass Effect 2. Aye, aye. Um, it's good. I'm literally just being uh, being a whore. I'm trying to bang everybody <laughs> on the ship. It's uh, <laughs> the only way to play that game. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm, I'm waiting until I can bang Jack because I know she's just a promiscuous hoe. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sucking Miranda's teats right now. And I haven't got all the way, but uh, I'm right there. And then I came across Liara. And the first thing she did was smooch me right on the fucking tongue. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So play your cards, right? You can bang everybody. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to walk that line. And then there's that assistant that you can bang. And I already, she, I've already had dinner with her. So next step, (laughs) No joke, I had dinner with her. I know, but it just sounds so absurd to say, like, yeah, I had dinner with my girlfriend in this video game. (laughs) My space girlfriend. um, But outside of that, there was one thing that I came across. I I mentioned it in the the Patreon chat. Uh, The game Blasphemous. So Yeah, you said that, and then uh, Butterclone was talking about some other new game today. So the initial release event, so it's only a week week or so old, two weeks old. but it's like a side-scrolling 8-bit brand new game. And it's like Dark Souls meets like Castlevania. Like it's super dark. Um, but if you look at some gameplay, if you can find some, man, I'm about to fucking download this. It was uh, slightly discounted. It was like $2 off. So, um, But still, for like 25 bucks, you can get a brand new game. Um, now, the reviews are... Oh, I see. The reviews aren't like great, but I think it's interesting enough, at least the setting. Uh, and there was some creepy, like, do you remember back in the day when you played like a, a Sega game and it was not from a major label or whatever publisher? There would be some like dark stuff in there. And like the backgrounds, you start paying attention, and people would, like saw it in half and shit like that. That's how I felt watching the gameplay of this. Man, it was kind of creepy, and there was, like, really large demon faces that would, like, come forward and try to kill you and stuff. I don't know. Uh, Steam has it, uh, 7 out of 10. So does GameSpot, uh, the same, 7 out of 10. But um, I thought it was interesting enough that I might just roll the dice for 20-some bucks. 
Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Uh, it does, looking at the screenshots and stuff here, it does look like uh, 16-bit Dark Souls, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Not, well, not 16-bit. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, 16-bit. It's a lot Pixel better. Pixel art. Pixel yeah, art. It's like uh, 2D, but I think you can play it in a 3D fashion, but it's definitely like a matte 2D uh, game. Side-scrolling, whatever. Um so I might roll the dice with that, uh, but outside of that, I don't know what's going on with the games. Overwatch is happening still, duh. But uh, yeah, I actually plugged my Xbox in before I plugged my mic in. I want to jump on that after we get off this goddamn episode. Uh, I still need to beat Mass Effect One so I can continue this trilogy. I was right behind you for a second, but then I I dropped it because I was in LA. Um, what else was I just about to say? Oh yeah, a remake of Link's Awakening, which is one of the first Zelda games that was on the original Game Boy. That was the first video game I ever owned for the old giant gray Game Boy. That was the one um, that they had for NES. The golden cartridge no, of Link's Awakening, right? No, Link's Awakening was only on uh, the Game Boy. Or maybe it was called The Adventures of Zelda or something. The something like that. Link? Zelda, The Adventures of Link. I think yeah. is what it was. Uh, but they re- they made a remake of it uh, on Switch, thanks to Zale in the chat for throwing that up because I didn't even know that was happening. It was such a surprise. Uh, so I downloaded that. I'm about to dive in. And then they did, as I mentioned last week, put the SNES, not the whole catalog, but the first batch of, of SNES games up on the Switch platform. So I got a couple of those and I'm, I'm tinkering around. And the cool thing is that they did for NES and Super Nintendo, they did it just like Xbox Game Pass or the EA Play or whatever. So you just pay four bucks to get the Nintendo Digital Pass and you can play anything that they put on that catalog for free. So you don't have to buy the games anymore, which is good. Oh, nice. So the one, uh, one, the one for NES is The Legend of Zelda. Gotcha. I thought there were two for the original NES. Mm, I can't remember. And then, there was, and then there was Link to the Past on Super Nintendo and some other one, something about Seasons. I can't remember. Um, I didn't play those, but then yeah, Link's Awakening was technically my first video game ever. So, man, I I couldn't even pretend to know mine. I guess it, honestly, it might have been just the uh, first Mario, right? Super, Super Mario Brothers for NES, because I know my dad had like Bill Elliott's Racing '92 or something. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, and he he honestly, you know, it's funny he. Like now, if you asked him, he'd probably be like, "Oh, video games are dumb." But he used to play some <laughs> shit out of the NES there for a little bit. So yeah, that's funny. Yeah, those those racing games and flight simulator games had to have been so shitty back in the day. Oh, they're terrible. There's yeah, there's no, there's no like touch. You just like turn, nope, turn, <laughs> nope. I don't know what that means. So yeah. I mean, video games have come a long way. It's kind of interesting to see them kind of take a step back, though, all at the same time. Like, the newer games that are coming out are getting a little more story-oriented rather than just quick run and gun. Now, but at the same time, I say that I have heard good things about the Call of Duty game that just came out, or the uh, beta. Yeah, and I honestly, I didn't know this was happening. I thought they remastered Modern Warfare like a year or two ago. And then I saw a trailer for call of duty, modern warfare. And I was like, what is happening? This already came out. Um, so I have no idea. Uh, I missed the beta cause I didn't really know. Uh, I think Brian and Shinobi and Weiss were all playing it. And I, I started to download it, but 
you know, I think it was the last day. And by the time it finished, I couldn't actually play anything. So I have no idea. I'm okay. out of the loop. I'm so out of the game loop. Yeah. That's why I try to uh, walk the line. I, don't, I just, you know, I just don't, I don't want to spend, and I had this conversation with uh, Glass Armor. I was just like, I don't want to spend $60 on a new game. And, I, and then I, I shot myself in the foot because I'm like, well, okay. Uh, uh, what the fuck? The new Star Wars game. Blasphemous. Fallen Jedi. Fallen, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Um, that might be the, the one. But yeah, like I said last episode, if I spend full price on this and it's shit, I am not buying a, a Star Wars game full price ever again. <sighs> That's the gamble, dude. I'm, I'm so nervous about it. I really I am. Mean, are, are you pre-ordering it? I mean... Uh, yeah, Kerner was talking about that in LA. He said he pre-ordered it. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like I get it if it's a decent game and it's long enough. Like eighty bucks really isn't that outrageous for the amount of time that gets put into it. But at the same time, I'm not trying but to. You don't, I, I can drive, or I can drive. I can buy four twenty-dollar games that are probably twice as good. You know, I mean that's the gamble. Well, also you don't know how much time you're going to get out of it because if the campaign is short. Like it was for Battlefront, and or if it sucks and there's no multiplayer, so who knows? You never yeah. know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like as a Star Wars fan, I should pre-order it, but I'm just sitting here getting nervous about it. I just can I, we get a co-op game, a co-op Star Wars game, please? Like any yeah. at any point, please? Anything? <clears throat> Fuck, man! I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what they're going to do. I wish they would at least announce. Um, next projects yeah i'm just imagining something to look forward to you know what i mean yeah yeah i'm just imagining something like in between kotor and dark souls where like you would have a, a party where you can have two people with you and but they're different characters i don't know like would you how would you see it like if, if it was in a kotor sense you would have to be candorous or one of the followers would you like that, or would you like it more where someone could make their own custom person and bring him into your game and be... It, I guess it depends on the storyline. If it's an open world, then you could just be whoever the fuck you want. If it's a straight storyline, you'd have to be a companion. I see what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I think some level of what they've done with skins in multiplayer games is like if you have these character archetypes and you can party up and play co-op, but then obviously you can skin your guy out however you want. I mean, I never, I never played the MMOs, so I don't know enough about like Galaxies or the Old Republic. But some element of like extreme customization and co-op together, I think, would be perfect hit. Or just a decent game. I don't know. Is that too far of a fucking? <laughs> let's, yeah, let's start with that. Let's start with making a game that works, that loads every time, that <laughs> you know doesn't freeze every other match. Let's let's get there first. By the time I'm updating it, they have another update because it's fucked. And now I'm sitting here updating the update. Yeah, that, that's the only thing I heard about the uh, the Call of Duty. I, I did watch one uh, one YouTube video of a match that was called Ground War. And it looked and felt like Battlefield. And the guys kept saying the entire time that this felt like Battlefield. And surprisingly enough, it looked exactly like that one Battlefield map with like there's a foundry and there's like the two buildings next to each other. With the walkway up top. Do you remember what I'm talking about? There's train tracks on one side and there's... Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Because I can't in, remember the name of the map. Battlefield 4? Yeah. Two big buildings next to each other. And there's a walkway in between. 
Yeah, there's like a little ladder up top. Like it's like five or six stories high or something. You'd know it if you saw it. As soon yeah, as you yeah. fucking saw it, you'd know it. I'm gonna look it up because it's pissing me off. But it, it literally looked exactly the same. It looked like they copied the fucking map. Oh, are you talking about Zavod? Zavod. I think so. That's it. Well, yeah, there's like two factories, but if you go up on the roof, you can walk over between the two roofs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. Yeah, it looked exactly like that. With like the giant, like the factory with the giant, like uh, like exhaust vents and pipes and tanks and uh, railroad tracks and all that kind of stuff. Like it felt felt like just like Battlefield. Just as long like, as there's like a class specification, like you can be different people, and there's there's some limited limitations on on some and. No, so yeah, there's got to be a good balance. It was, and I'm I'm speaking completely unintelligibly about this, but it, it looked like they brought back a lot of the elements of the old Modern Warfare one and two, where there was, you know, a couple different classes that you could choose from, and you had the kill streak and the perks that you could add and like customize your class. So I don't know. It's there. It's I don't know. It's real. I don't know. It's happening. I don't know. It's happening. <laughs> All right. Are you zooming in some numbers here? Mm-hmm. Rogue One 42. Oh, yeah. We haven't done Rogue One in a while, and I haven't watched Rogue One in a while. Fuck. Rogue One. So, guess the scene. Rogue One, 42 minutes in. Oh, man. I haven't watched a Star Wars movie in a mm, 42 minutes. So You're not here. I could just cheat and pull it up and cheat. I'm actually... Here we are. <laughs> I'm cheating right now. Good thing you didn't say The Last Jedi because I have that on the background. I could That's, just know it. I could just know it. <laughs> 42 minutes in. Um, I think last time we did this, the movie was way further along in the plot than I thought. I'm going to say they're getting to... How 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 long do you think they're on Scarif? This is, uh, I feel like that's got to be the last half hour. Right? Yeah. Easy. And possibly longer. They were, on, they were on Jeddah for a lot longer than we thought. I remember that. I thought they would have been off Jeddah last time we did. We guessed this one and they weren't. Because they're on Jeddah. Then you go to Edu with the rain. Yep. But, all right. Jeddah City. Hmm. And then they go to... What's after Edu? See, we might be overlapping here a little bit because the last time we did uh, Rogue One, remember it was the transmission. She was talking to her dad, but I don't remember the the minute marker on that one. Right. Fuck, man. What if it's the same? What if it's 42 again? I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be sitting here. Just to be oh. safe, I'm going to say the Galen Erso transmission. Is that what you're doing? Um, no, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say they're getting back to the base. My wife's home. Don't disturb me. Just kidding. I'm gonna say they're getting back to to taking Jin back to the rebel base on Yavin. That's that's what I'm gonna say. Um. So they left Jeddah. No, they haven't got the Jeddah yet. If you're saying that, I'm I'm gonna say that they've left Jeddah. What do they go after that? Am I making shit up in my head? Yeah, because they capture her and then bring her to the rebel base and then they go to Jeddah. They go to Jeddah. Okay, so I'm saying that they're the planet is exploding on Jeddah and they're escaping. That's my guess. Yeah. 
the planet is literally curling up around the ship. I'm going to say choke on your aspirations. Dude, that's way further. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is way further, isn't it? Yeah, because after Jetta blows up, Krennic's like... I thought that's where it is. It's right after Jetta blows up. They go to... They cut the Krennic on. No, because he goes to... He's like, yo, that was a pretty cool explosion. And Tarkin's like, I'm taking this shit over. And he's pissed. But then they go to Edu first and Galen Erso dies. And then he's at Vader's castle later on. I'm pretty sure. I could be... Who knows? I'm, I'm still... I'm, I'm voting Vader's castle. All right. Because I think it is before. All right. Here we go. I'm pulling this mother up. See, I'm, I'm banking on it's before and then after... You know, that's 42 minutes. And then they go to Edu... I can share my screen with you so you can at least Edu see and, I'm banking on Edu and Scarif is after the uh, Mustafar, Vader's castle thing. Fuck. I'm too early. So we're at 14 and a half and she's already on the rebel base talking to these fucks. Mm. They're getting to Jeddah about 24, 25. Fighting so in the I, I'm banking on they're there for about 20 minutes. Man, they're there for a fucking long time. <laughs> Are they? Are they seriously? It's, Bro, it's the I transmission. Think, <laughs> I think you guessed forty-two once again. I think you did the same number both times. <laughs> are we not still friends? Yeah, we're right there. Are we we're not still, friends? still friends? Do you not care about the calls? Or maybe you guessed forty-six last time or something. All right, so forty-two was. They're chatting about the cause. Jin are chatting, yeah, about the cause. So you know, if you don't look up, yeah, exactly. Interesting, his face. <laughs> what? He's such a cool character, though. I like him. He is. It's cool that they uh, tie him into uh, Clone Wars. It's a different character. Um, yeah, like three different times. Any Mando? We haven't we haven't heard any Mando stuff. I'm I, I I'm trying to take st- things one at a time. I'm not really looking up any Episode Nine stuff yet. Uh, you know, we've got. When does Mando come out? November 12th. And actually off that note, um, they Disney sent out an email giving you saying if you sign up early for Disney Plus, you get a free week. Um, so I did that and it was like Disney Plus launches in like 46 days or something. I was like, damn, it's coming up quick. So let me see here. So I got an email for like not pre-order per se, but it was like pre-registration. So I signed up, put my all my information in, and it was like, great, it starts on November 12th, and you get billed on November 19th. Well, so in November, we've got two big things. We've got uh, Jedi Fallen Order and Mando dropping uh, yep. uh, November 15th. Oh, so there's like a couple of days apart. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so within a couple of days, we're going to be balls in. Hell so, yeah. So yeah, we'll be on a hype train there, and then for a straight month... For a straight fucking month, it'll be hype train on those two things, hopefully, and then we'll be diving. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll be sludging right through into episode nine, man. The fall in order sucks. I'm boycotting episode nine. Um, so, yeah. Let's, as far on, that, on that note, sorry. Um, let's jump into the Bob Igor thing, because uh, I thought it was kind of weird. I think it's stuff that we already knew back from when episode seven came out. Yeah, but there was like specific quotes that uh, that Georgie said. Um, but the long and the short of it is that Lucas 
It said Bob Igor reveals that Lucas felt, quote, betrayed by the sequels. Now, there's a lot of ways you can take this. Uh, of course, if you're a sequel fanboy, you're going to be like, well, he's an idiot, blah, blah, blah. They're pretty good. And then if you don't like the sequels, you're going to be like, well, see, the creator uh, hates the new stuff. But, you know, I, at this point, the way I'm taking it is it's not it's no longer his story. So I, I feel like it's going to be trash regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, I don't know. I, it's his baby and then when someone else tries to like help his baby it's like no you're teaching him the wrong way you know no <laughs> let, let me do let me do my thing i'm not yeah. even done with the goddamn trilogy yet and you're you're still you're already pissing right alone. right um, well what i've i mean what i've always kind of stuck with and especially watching like uh footage of lucas working on episode one and the prequels is like he from day one working on episode one was doing his own thing. And he's like, half the people aren't going to like this and I don't care. Cause this is what I want to make and I'm doing it my way, blah, blah, blah. So I think he just, he cared more about exploring new ideas and taking the vision somewhere new. Mm-hmm. And he didn't care about the reception. And I guess from his point of view, Disney gets star Wars and they're obviously doing something new with it, but they very much do care about the reception and making sure that they're giving something good for the fans. So he's probably just like, you know, if I had done this, I would have went to a totally different direction. And it looks like you guys took it and just played it safe. And I understand that. But at the same time, we can't really say until we see the whole trilogy play out. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the whole Disney horror factor. Um, they're just, who else is going to be whoring out this this uh this whole franchise. I will. Disney's going to be the number one whore. So <laughs> I think I don't like that choice of words. I do. I mean, it's not, and I'm using that as a, they're going to do it for the best of the business, not for the best of the storytelling. And sometimes that they blend together. I mean, if you have a good story, it's going to sell. So it, of course it, it, but I'm saying Georgie was in one corner saying, I want to, it's creative reasons. Right. I'm not looking to become a billionaire. I want to make the coolest thing ever. I'm a fucking nerd. And this is how I see it. Disney took that and said, how much money can we make? Because that's, that's what Disney is. And while they're, they're extremely creative on their own side, if they're not making money, they're going to change stuff around. And you've already seen that happen where they're, they can't stick with a storyline. You saw Solo changed. You saw Rogue One reshoots. You saw all yeah. this weird, weird shit that, you know, you can see the business side of Disney in Star Wars already. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that they can't ignore the the cash side of things per se. Oh, no. You can't fake the funk, baby. You can't fake the <laughs> funk. But I may be one of the very few people that will stand here and say, like, Disney is Disney always leads with like a creative foot forward, I would say. So I don't think that they sat around with JJ and were like, JJ, I know you're a creative guy and everything. We hired you, but do whatever makes us the most cash. I don't think those conversations are happening when they're creating the the plan for the new trilogy. And same with Marvel. I mean, yeah, you could argue that they put out three movies a year on a regular basis because they wanted to rake in that cash from superhero comic book movie fans. And yeah, maybe, but now that the whole thing is played out and Endgame is over, wouldn't you look back and say that things were done like what's the word I'm looking for? Not intelligently. Things were done 
advantageously. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. Good. What's a word for integrity? <laughs> Things are done much goodest for the whole thing. <laughs> much some, more better like. Some word with integrity. I don't know. It's like they, they, I felt like they did it the right way. And I think they're doing the same thing with Star Wars. And I mean, I, I just, there has to be a good blend. I, I feel like they're on different ends. Like for the same purpose, of course, you want to make a good film. One, to make money. The other guy, and George wants to make it because it's his own baby. You know, you want to raise it and do what you need. But I feel like there is a middle ground and they're just on opposite ends. Because one's a director, one's a business. Like there, they, there is a separate, you know, it's not like J.J. Abrams is running everything. He still has to answer to Mickey Mouse. Yeah, you know, but I feel like they're they're being lenient enough with the directors. Oh, do you? Because they fired a lot of them and changed shit around and hired new ones. I mean, I just... Yeah, but they also let Ryan Johnson do his entire vision for Last Jedi. Right. And even though there was backlash, they were like, they stuck by his side and they're like, this, that's what we were envisioning. We like this. And now here's three more movies. Yeah, but I wonder how many people on that uh, that director's board, board of directors, uh, would go Movie for, directors would, would, or board, company directors? Company of boards. <laughs> how many of those people would go back and be like, I wish we changed these select things to make eight better or more watchable? I don't know. This is just an open... I, I have no clue. Um but I, I do, I do think we are seeing a little bit of that split, a little bit of that divide in in Star Wars, and maybe that's a big reason why the the fans are split. Like the, it's 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 a business now. We're not just a director, you know. I he mean, everything. Can't. He had so many strangleholds on everything. It's got to sound like this. It's got to look like this. It's, you've got to say these lines, and this is my story, so you can't say no. As opposed to this is a million people working together for the greater good. And we're all Star Wars fans, but I don't know. I think there's a slightly different picture if you watch like the the making of for the Phantom Menace. All right. So just plain and simple. In, a, in Star Wars terms, George Lucas was Sidious. He had his <laughs> fingers in everything. And, and, made, and, and made decisions and it's done. Disney is the Jedi Council. Like they all have to say yes to get something done, and sometimes it's diluted a little bit. I don't know. They're both in in the realm. They're all both making good stuff. You can enjoy any for the realm. For our okay. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, leaving that there. I'm leaving that there. So I'm a I'm a Disney shill. So I think. Yeah, you are. Are you I'm, getting that? Are you getting a Disney face tattoo? Face <laughs> tattoo. What would it be? Just like a duck, a duck bill around my mouth. <laughs> no, I, I'm a Disney show. I think they're, I think they're such a successful company because they lead creatively, and the only reason they bought Star Wars in the first place was because they felt they, they felt that there was more room there uh, for money. stories to be told and. To make money. That's why they bought it. Let's yeah, not I mean, sit here and obviously around. they have to make money in order to operate. I'm just saying, like, it wasn't 100% a cash grab. I guess that's my opinion, but none of us really know for sure. I would say the same. Let's thing. say let's let's ask a uh, different question, maybe though. So like, let, let's instead of Disney buying it, let's say I don't know. I don't think anybody else could have Sony? bought it. Sony, yeah, Sony could have bought it, I guess. I mean, let's just assume, like, let's just say it was only worth a billion dollars because four billions kind of a fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know who else could have bought it. 
Bioware. <laughs> what? Get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, but Sony would have fucked it up, though. Like, I feel like if Sony had bought it, then that would have been a cash grab. You know what I mean? They wouldn't have... I feel like they would not have been... Um, there's still that word I was looking for when I was talking about Marvel. I can't think of it. In... Ah, damn it. I can't think of it. Sorry. And not even hammered. Um, I don't know. I guess I just don't think that other big companies and movie studios would have treated it the same way. So I'm happy that Disney has it. Well, and it's going to, the, the one, so there, there's so many sides to this. I think Lucas was limited in his, um, well, to be straightforward in the money, the support, like he, he had to make do in a lot of things, especially with the original trilogy. Now, once that was big, I think he had a little more funds uh, to play with for the prequels, but Man, the abilities and the money backing Star Wars now did with from Disney, man, they can do whatever the fuck they want, which is right. a, a breath of fresh air. Uh, and we'll see how that plays out in The Mandalorian. And, you know, regardless if you like or dislike the soul or the standalone movies, they were fairly I mean, that was a big swing in the dark and they, they were fairly successful. I know a lot of people didn't like Solo. I think it's simply because it's about Solo. I've never not, heard not, anyone say they don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard lashback, but it's like I actually, you know, what I have heard is a lot more people didn't see Solo. Right, we've talked about it's like exactly. why? Why yeah, exactly. you're a Star Wars fan? First of all, you're a Star Wars fan. Why wouldn't you see a Star Wars movie? I'm not forcing you to like it, but to say that you, people are stubborn to say you wouldn't see it because you read comments. Like, is that what you're basing it off? I don't know. The stubborn fucks. All right, let's move right along here. Uh, Wait, what was his actual quote, though? We never even talked about that. No, he felt betrayed. He, quote, felt betrayed uh, by, from the sequels. And that's what I was like. I don't know how much jo- Georgie had. That's what I'm saying. It was his baby. And then he had to hand it off. And no matter what happened, they could have killed it, which they kind of did with episode seven. Yeah, I feel like he probably would have said that on the very first one, no matter what. Yeah, and you know what's weird is uh, people were saying he was stepping on his own toes there because when seven came out, he said, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this. It's like, well, <laughs> make your mind up. Dude. Felt, I felt betrayed because everybody likes it. You pimp bitch. Like what the fuck? Well, I'd, be, I'd be, you pimp bitch. I'd be curious to know his comments on the other four movies, other three movies. Well, and it, it, we're all sitting here being biased dickholes because I'm not biased. I couldn't be, but, um, we're all being idiots because we don't know the end of it so let's let's not judge the entire book until we read the last chapter so yeah yeah like the middle of a lot of books suck that's where you you get but the end <laughs> the ending I'm, i mean to be honest yeah i suppose like you sludge through a little bit and then you're like oh man shit's coming together at the end so i mean it's all set, set up you know we when i think Episode seven was a great setup setting, like setting up the settings. Eight was a character setup. You saw a little more development, and then we're gonna get that head. We're gonna get the the lilililililis. So in episode nine, so excited. So the Mandalorian wife, Hobbit, Mrs. Commander. What are you talking about? Do it. I'm in the middle of recording a triple A rated podcast, Emmy award winning. She's arguing with me about the Wookiee over here that needs. We're the number one pizza ordering podcast and beer drinking. <laughs> All right, so I, I thought of something. I didn't. I wanted to do it in person, but my I have an idea. So 
what I'm going to do, I don't know what I'm going to call it, but it's basically going to be a bucket of topics. And I'm going to pick out a topic. I didn't buy the bucket yet, but we can start off randomly. Uh, so basically, <laughs> it's going to be everyday or historical things that we all know. And we're going to try to apply it to the Star Wars universe. The bucket's just going to end up being a mug of Pilsner or Co. You know that, right? Well, four. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, what's the first uh, entry out of your bucket. Well, let's let's just say like religion. How does that apply to the Star Wars universe? Uh, the Force, Maxi Big. You know, I, I well, so I kind of sat here uh, 100 years ago and thought. You know, ancient religions and all, and that people are uh, at the time applying it to the Force. But of course, I think they say thank God in a couple things, or like have faith, or like there's weird shit that's like sprinkled in in Star Wars that even beyond the Force, I, don't I, th- that. I think. Yeah. I don't remember hearing that at all. No, but it's, I'd say it's obvious you have the Force, which is like the life force or the spirituality and then you have the Jedi which is the religion that they based yeah because of that yeah but what like so are we saying like the Sith are just another side of that religion or are we are we assuming I would say yeah or similar I guess don't people say like hasn't it been said like, like they're yeah like two sides of the same coin yeah yeah, because all, all the only difference between them, because they, they both use the Force. They're both, I don't care what anyone says, they're both seeking power. Right. I, like, the Jedi want power. Like, right. They just want to be able to control it. So it's like uh, two different thought processes to the same end. And they're just, uh, they, what's the difference? The style of clothes? Like, no one gives a shit. Like, well, and they're both like tapping into the same thing, too. Right. Kind of manipulating it in different ways. So that is a certain point of view, the Jedi and the Sith. That that's it. True. They are different viewpoints. We murder younglings, you don't. It's a certain <laughs> point of view. <laughs> Sidious creates younglings. You capture them when they're a year old and take them away from their family. Oh, Just like the first you. order. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> um and I think there's a bunch of other religious stuff too that I just don't know from expanded universe or from comics. Well, just like, consider sure like Shira Dimway. Like he's, yeah, like he he's has more of like a uh, religious, spiritual tie to the Force. He's not a Jedi one way or the other. Like he, he's spiritual, but he's not religious. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I know where I was going with that was like each planet probably has its own thing based on its own culture and the way that that planet developed. So they probably have different religions there. I know you have like the Night Sisters. I think they have their own deal. So there's so, like a ritual aspect. There's a spiritual aspect. There's the force yeah. aspect. Yeah, I wonder. I swear to, I swear to Anakin, there that God was Britain. Now, and just in in uh, conversation, it wasn't like they were talking about a God or something. But um, like I, I'm I'm ninety percent sure that. Uh, or like think about Life Day. That's like a religious, a religious holiday for the Wookies. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. I don't, I don't know, if, know. That's, if that exists anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, what we, I don't know. But this is something I just wanted to play around with. Uh, we'll get into weird shit like uh, different markets, different currencies, you know, trade. How does that work? 
uh, slavery. That was another one that I was going to bring up maybe uh, episodes down the line. I feel like we need a, a, a brief Wikipedia entry for each of these topics to help kind of kick off the convo. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't, maybe. I don't know if I know enough about like the taxation of trade routes before well, I talk about that. Yeah, I, I'm, it's more of like real life things and applying to the Star Wars universe, like rent. Does anybody pay rent and start like? Do the Jedi own oh, yeah. buildings? Yeah, that's how they make their money. They got a bunch of real estate properties on Coruscant. What, kind of, what kind of money are are the Jedi getting paid? Republic like, credits. Yeah, but for doing what? <laughs> they don't have jobs. Well, is it tax? Are no, they, I are think they the Jedi, taxes? like the actual people in the Jedi Order, are just like they have funds from the council for them to like do what they need to do. Where does the council get money? This all—that's what I was just going to say. They own real estate on Coruscant. It's the most expensive real estate in the fucking galaxy. And the, and yeah. They rent shit out. They have host fucking conferences at the Jedi Temple. But does Anakin pay rent or does he just live in the bachelor pad of the fucking rounds? No, he lives in Padme's apartment and Naboo pays that shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think the queen, once once you retire, you still get uh, you still get some uh, cash money from Naboo until you die. The queen's underoos, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's a senator, so then the taxes pay for... Uh, you know what? That's what it is. The taxes probably pay for the Jedi, just like the police. That's what I was thinking, but there's a separate entity. <laughs> All right, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're a separate entity. They are. <laughs> no, I know, but they well, they work for the Republic, quote-unquote, so they probably they get... They don't, though. That's they kind of do. Yeah, they were the guardians of the old Republic. They're the guardians of the... <laughs> no, but I bet that the Jedi Council owns property from back in the day. How old's the temple? Thousands and thousands of years? They probably own... A lot of those buildings around that shit, and they rent it out, they and they make money. Isn't that the, like the purpose of the Jedi, to not have possessions? Can you, I, I know, but they have to bring in revenue. Can you imagine Yoda as a landlord, like, walking around and like, late, urban chickies. Stop it. There's got to be Jedi that don't make it, and that are, are like a Jedi cook. Like, you're not going to fucking make it anywhere. Uh, uh, that's so funny. Yeah, like, uh, in Harry Potter, the... The muggles that were born from wizards that had no powers, like Filch, like you just have to be a janitor now, dude. You don't have any magical powers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Destiny. Like if two Jedi have a kid, which is illegal, and it doesn't have any force ability, then it has to, yeah, it has to dishwasher in the in the Jedi Council <laughs> chambers. You're ironing Jedi robes. Who has to clean Yoda's bathroom? That's what I want to know. Yoda. Like, like, does each Jedi master? Well, that's probably a part of their practice. Like for you know, sanitation, it brings you peace and serenity to clean your own uh, underoos. Do Yoda species uh, excrete? <laughs> He's the only one, so I don't know. He, he gets just, to do whatever he wants. He's just very gaseous. You should talk about. Uh, you should put in the bucket evolution. Because like, like the evolution of different species. Well, yeah. Because how is Yoda? Yeah. The, it's, does evolution exist in Star Wars? Because if Yoda's the only one of his species, then how the fuck did that happen? You know what would be fucking crazy if Yoda species was a dying species and Yaddle and Yoda was like it, and they were because of the genetic like issues they they couldn't reproduce, and it just like that species ended. Wouldn't that be fucking crazy? That's crazy, and that's why the Force kept Yoda alive for so long. 
like, figure this shit out, dude. Bang this other frog. He's like, I don't want to. <laughs> Have you seen the back air on her? Jesus. <laughs> they really brush Yaddle under the rug. I wonder if, like, 15 years from now, they'll put Yaddle in some Star Wars thing, just like they're putting, uh, like, cameos from the Christmas special into Star Wars stuff now. Oh, yeah. When did Yaddle die? I don't know. She was in episode one and she just never showed up again. So like, oh, that was a bad idea. Uh, here's what I want. Oh, right here. Uh, Yaddle was the last Jedi Council member to die before the Clone Wars. Her place being filled by Shakti. So she actually died before episode two. Conspiracy. Shakti killed her to take a spot on the council. And that's on... Uh, if that's from Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Pissed. Yeah, I don't have enough time to read all this. It almost sounds like that she went on a mission with uh, Obi Wan and a uh, pad, or sorry, a Padawan, Anakin, and she was actually killed during that mission. What? Does it say "Legend" at the top of that page? No. Yes. Yes. What if Anakin got her killed? I could be, uh, I mean, that was just a snippet of what I read there. Um, Speed reading through Wikipedia. Yeah, there's so much here. <laughs> you could spend every day on it. Wow. Interesting. Oh, it says a noble death here. Uh, Yaddle was sent to Mawan, M. Mawan, Mawan, uh, along with Obi Kenobi and Anakin. Their mission was to try to restore peace to the lawless planet. However, Yaddle sacrificed her life. For those of the people of Mawan, by using the force to absorb a bioweapon released by Granta Omega. Great. Which killed her instantly. Man, so she sacrificed herself. That's pretty intense. That does sound like some... Uh, I mean, it sounds like something Yoda would do, honestly. Like, yeah. to let people live. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because he's, he's a very non-combatant Jedi Master. I mean, he ha- he does what he needs to, but he he's very hands off battle wise. Um, so this is kind of all wrapping around to something that I wanted to ask. So I think in the Dooku novel or audiobook, they mentioned that he might have been the chosen one at one point. They they thought that his power was ridiculous, and you know they were high on the prophecy and everything. And then of course Anakin comes along, and they're like, oh, the chosen one again. I guess my question is, why the fuck are they looking for the Chosen One if the Sith haven't been around for a thousand years? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, I think maybe it's just a prophecy that like has just been passed down and like everybody knows it. And so, then every once in a while, some new Jedi pops up and they're like, oh, maybe it's this guy. So like, honestly, a thousand years ago, whatever Sith died a thousand years ago, whoever killed that Sith should be the fucking Chosen One. Like in the Jedi's point of view, they went a thousand years without the Sith. Didn't didn't we look up once when the prophecy was read and it was was it after Bane's stuff or was it before? It's like we looked that up once. But um, fucking yeah, I don't know about this whole balance of the force thing and exactly what it means. It means something different to everybody. It could be anything. That's that's why it's dangerous. Uh, Remember in Harry Potter where there was. The prophecy hinted that it could also be Neville Longbottom, who was like the chosen one. Oh, really? That? No. Yeah, there was like a so 
I can't remember if it, that one wizard read like two prophecies and one was about Harry and one was about Neville or if it was just interpreted like, oh, it could be Harry or Neville. They were born on the same day or some shit like that. I can't remember. But yeah, depends on how you interpret that shit. Made by an ancient Jedi mystic, a recorded holocron, uh, the Chosen One would bring about the destruction of the Sith and the restoration of the balance of the Force. Yeah, I remember we read that. Does it have a date? Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm getting to here. Uh, but in the aftermath of the Sith's near destruction, Darth Bane emerged. So I would assume for the next thousand years, the rule of two. Yeah, it doesn't. So it's just, it's an ancient. So they don't even know. Uh, I'm not even sure they have a name of who created it. But it, it was like even in Darth Bane's time, it was ancient. So they've probably been doing this since the Jedi Order has even existed. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. If they just would have applied it to post Darth Bane, that thousand year reign that there was nothing, isn't that kind of uh, what you were looking for? <laughs> well, maybe they did. I don't know. Like that... from a certain point of view, like if you live, that's a that's a a thousand years is so long. How many generations that is? Especially yeah. for like a human. Like the yeah. Jedi are from a certain point of view, they don't exist. Like if they're not in the if if you go an entire lifetime. And even though the the Sith are a thing somewhere, if you never come across them, they don't exist from a certain point of view. Yeah. They don't affect anything. They're literally just hiding, taking naps, and waiting for a strong person to be born. <laughs> They're super strong from all those naps, bro. <laughs> rested up, bro. They're well rested. What's that trait in Skyrim? You are well rested. Dude, yeah, I don't know. Prophecies and all that shit. A prophecy it's... that misread may have been. Yeah, I, I guess my my biggest hype or gripe was like, why were the, why was Episode One Jedi Council even looking for a chosen one? Like they're on Tatooine, and Qui Gon talks about he may be the chosen one. And you're like, dude, you haven't even come across a Sith yet, and you're still looking for someone to bring balance to the Force. They don't exist right now. What are you bringing balance to? Yeah. Also, like, is there a part of the prophecy that says the dude's gonna have like sixty thousand midichlorians? Because that's all he knew, and he was like, oh, maybe it's this kid. He's got a bunch of juice. I like him. <laughs> it's all juiced up on the desert. <laughs> desert, desert juice. You know what that says about his mom, huh? Fuck. Yeah, I don't know, man. When did... Uh, I wonder when midichlorians were discovered. What year BBC, BBY? I, I still uh, think that the midichlorians don't bring the force. They're, they're an like a way to measure the force. No, I know it's a metric, but I'm saying when did they discover that quote unquote, or like start, um, start measuring it. I don't know. Well, if someone write a, a, like a chemistry book, uh, a star Wars, it just has like explanations of plasma and midichlorians. Intelligent and life hyperdrive form. fuel, microscopic, intelligent life forms that originated from the foundation of life. In the center of the galaxy. So they're saying like... Big Bang style? Yeah, Big Bang. So as soon as it was created, these little microscopic life forms were alive. and That's fucking cool, man. Fuck the midichlorian haters. Yeah, that, that's different. I feel like that's what, pe that's what uh, astrophysicists say about our universe. Like every single thing that has ever been, what used to exist in this microscopic thing for, before the Big Bang and then exploded. Yeah, I mean the uh, as I read through, this is on, this is also on Wikipedia. 
It says the force spoke through the midichlorians. So again, you know, Qui-Gon, even with his teachings to Anakin there were slightly off. That it's it's more what uh, Luke talks about in 8 to Rey. It's right. more the, the struggle between things, light and dark. They both play a part. So, And the midichlorians are kind of just in the middle. They're like the... Uh, the messengers of the force. You feel them because midichlorians mm-hmm. are in you. Or mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's a, I, you know, I, I, I understand the gripe with midichlorians because it was a weird thing to like quantify or, you know, to explain the force, which was right. mystical. But right. I think, I think you can have both. I think you can have a, a scientific realm of, of that and still keep it mystical. Like it's, it, yeah. we don't know what the force is. You just feel it through these midichlorians. So, Hmm. It's like it's okay. So like, so the force is like a, a strong wind or a breeze, and the midichlorians are windows on your house. The more midichlorians you have, the more breeze you feel. You're like, okay. I was gonna say the midichlorians are like the air particles, which you can't see, but are still there. <laughs> but well, you yeah. don't really need to know about in order to feel the wind. But they are still there and making up part of the air and the wind. Yeah, the wind is just moving particles. You wouldn't know there would be wind if without the particles moving. All right? <laughs> Speak English, Doc. We ain't scientists. Oh, dear Lord. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I'm with... I like I like your um, pulling topics out of a bucket idea. Yeah, so it could be random. Going with that. It literally could be random, like entertainment. What, what does that look like? It has to be different on... Well, I like strippers. Are there movies? Are there films in the Star Wars universe? There I think so. Yeah, there's, there's hollow recordings of younglings being murdered. <laughs> That's my favorite film, favorite picture. There's uh, there's definitely sports. Yeah, yeah. So. See, that's what I'm saying. Like you could pull out like a random topic and just try to apply it. Podcasts, betting. What kind of there's podcasts? Casinos. Yup. Yup. Podcasts. Foden Bead probably have one on Tatooine. They have one on 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 Delaware too. On the, <laughs> on the Delaware system. <laughs> Delaware is a state, not a system. Oh. <laughs> Delaware's not a system. He's a man. He's a man. Damn it. It's a bad baby. Uh, oh, Jesus. So the one of the last things I want to end with and just uh, bid farewell to is Mr. Sig Haig. Sid. Uh, Captain Spaulding. Yeah. Uh, with the movie right around the corner, it's an unfortunate passing of uh, the iconic uh, Captain Spaulding. You That's know, he, sad. The movie had just come out. I mean, it was last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, it's, it had already passed. Yeah. The movie came out last week. Man. I'm Yeah. I hope it comes out on DVD. I think it will. And they're also re-releasing it for theaters in one night because... Wow, they're releasing it for one night in theaters. That's what I meant to say. Uh, because it got good reception and people wanted to see it. But the night that they're re-releasing it is also a night that I will be traveling. I can't watch it. So I have to oh, so they, so they are doing another... Yeah, I think it's October 14th or something. It's okay. going to be coming back in a couple theaters. Uh, but yeah, it's really sad that this happened like you know a week after the movie debuted. What's the movie called? Oh, Three from Hell. Three from Hell. I have to imagine that they're going to release uh, the trilogy in like a Blu-ray set. You're going to get Devils. Yeah, yeah. House. When when Zombie was on uh, Rogan, he was talking about the movie will come out in theaters first, and then they'll have something digital and physical, uh, like in October, probably around Halloween. 
Yeah, I don't. I actually don't own the Devil's Rejects, uh, and my house is a, a regular DVD. So I, I would definitely buy a like a triple play. My goddamn three way booby tube. Also, they're doing a uh, like a murder ride scenario at Universal Studios for Halloween in uh, Florida and in Hollywood. So they're doing like. I don't know. I saw some pictures of it on, on Zombies Instagram, but like uh, House of a Thousand Corpses themed attractions for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I wish um, I was going to that. Yeah, so uh, to, I mean, wrap that all up. Sid uh, was eighty years old, so I mean, he had a good life, but um, it's definitely sad. Sad timing with uh, everything considered. Um, yeah, you know, I'm looking at uh, Three from Hell reviews. What the fuck is up Rotten Tomatoes ass? I'm no longer even going to say their name because it's everyone else. Four out of four, eight out of ten, 40 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But everyone else said, oh, this is good or great. Well, do you remember they gave the newest Chappelle's special uh, a zero? Yeah, I'm not even going to. Yeah, fuck them. I'm I'm no it's as it's a big blank to me now. I'm no longer going to bring them up cuz it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, R- RIP Sid, Mr. Captain Spaulding. I only know him from Rob Zombie's stuff. Um I actually have never seen him in anything else, but obviously we're you know, big fans of of that trilogy and he's fucking hilarious as Captain Spaulding. I iconic, iconic character. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, and even even more so, honestly, in uh, like he had crazy funny parts in House, but he played a pretty major part in Devil's Rejects, and he was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm actually kind of glad that I wasn't able to see Three from Hell when it came out because that gives me time to go back and watch the other two. Maybe we can get together with Tommy Boy and and watch those sometime soon because uh, I've I've only seen Devil's Rejects like I would say three times max, but probably twice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it has a good cast too. because yeah. um, he goes sees his uh, his buddy who's who runs that whorehouse. Yeah, it's funny. The whole thing's it's like southern dark humor. So yeah, it's really cool. All right, fellas and freaks and the women too. Shit the bed. We did no review. Uh, we doubled up on <laughs> the same scene. <laughs> guess the scene. Um, yeah, go I on. can't We're, believe it was that close. <laughs> as I was wondering when that was going to happen. We're just going to overlap shit because we just don't remember. Yeah, if I was if I was more diligent, I would make a spreadsheet of what we've done. It doesn't shouldn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I think we're going to try to do. I don't even know what I'm going to call it. Topic of the. Galaxy. I don't know. Lurkins in the jar. I legitimately was going to buy a uh, like a Halloween candy bucket that was a Darth Vader head, and I was going to write little things that we could put in it. And we'll oh yeah, um, definitely so, do that. Yeah, once we're back in the studio, we'll, we'll try to do that. But that'll be a new th- uh, reoccurring theme. I think it's fun enough, and it's that definitely sparks um, <gasps> the conversation. It's a spark. I'm just having crazy flashbacks. Hey, that was the best one you've ever done of the Chef Boy or fucking me. That's awesome. Goodbye. Goodbye.
No, it's not actually. <laughs> what is happening? The listeners are tricked. Also, you can't do this while I'm on the thing. Do not touch that. <laughs> this is what happens, guys. Babe, I'm serious. Don't do that. I don't have food. Yes, you do. You have a bunch. Just make something. That Sorry, dude. I'm sorry. This is specifically, I made that for the rest of the week for myself. You, you can't. You didn't buy me food. Yes, I did. You just have to cook it. Where? This, is, this is real life. This is adulthood. <laughs> there's fucking rice in there. There's cauliflower in there. There's veggies up top. There's chicken. I, I cooked a bunch of chicken. You can eat that. No. Avocado oil. I cooked a bunch of chicken. It's in that black. Th- oh, my God. Now I have to edit this. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>